Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Zinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. So this is episode 50, and we're excited and amazed that we've had this many episodes. Thank you for bearing with us through learning to edit. (laughs) You've probably heard everything from our story about the jackhammers when we had our first filming day, through our interviews and the many wonderful answers our faculty members and friends have given to questions about their lives in publishing. So we decided to do something a little bit different. This time, there was a live recording, and Fiona Kenschel, who is a senior agent and partner at Transatlantic Literary Agency, joined us for a really fun evening. It was both a live recording and a first pages panel. The evening itself ended up being about an hour and a half, and we'll tell you at the end of this episode how to watch the replay. If you haven't already, you can join our mailing list at manuscriptacademy.com slash subscribe, and then you can get an email when new episodes like this one and new content go up. That's manuscriptacademy.com slash subscribe. Hello! Hello, everyone! We are live in New York and Maine and Portland, Oregon, and we are thrilled to be here for our 50th episode recording. I cannot believe we've made it to 50 episodes, Julie. This is a miracle, as you know. Um, (laughs) congratulations it's such a big deal we did it and we are here julie do you want to introduce our very special guest i would love to we are so honored to be joined by fiona kenshaw agent and partner at transatlantic literary agency please join me in welcoming fiona oh thank you thank you it's so nice to be here (laughs) Can you show us the wonderful things you have set up behind you? you oh, oh, well, I just pulled out a few things. I'm going to pull this one first because I know she's listening. This is this. I just pulled out some books belong, of recent publications of my plants. This is Jessica's Flex Beware the Night, which That's is getting beautiful. starred reviews um, with Swoon Reads of Macmillan. And if you love romance, this is your book. And oh. she's writing a fantastic middle grade fantasy at the moment. Uh, what else have we got? I noticed in the comments um, a lot of YA fantasy guys out there, and this is oh my god, this is this is so lovely. This is Kiersey Burkhart, and when I first met her, um, as I say to all my clients, I said, "What is the book of your heart? What do you want to write?" And this is the book of her heart, and it's Gossip Girls. It's we pitched it as Game of Thrones meets Gossip Girl. Oh my god! It has the sexiest love triangle between a bad princess, her evil cousin, and a non-binary elf. <laughs> wow! Amazing. I know. <laughs> that's amazing when can we get that is that out yet uh that comes out next month castle of lies oh well, never mind that's so we can tell everyone i want that right now oh, yeah this one. Oh my god this one is so good this is a wolf called wanda and it's it's the it's a fantastic middle grade story based on the true story of or7 who was the first wolf to travel to set up a pack in california and he traveled a thousand miles all the way across oregon oh um, to california and it's first person and we have sold this 
in seven languages. And so it's going to be published in China and Russia and Japan. And it comes out here. Oh, when does it come out? This one comes out May, I think. And it's going to be in Target. So we're super excited oh, about that. Oh, so exciting. Congratulations. And what else? Oh, picture books. Picture books. This is the Reptile Club. And it's oh. all about a kid who um, starts up a reptile club for people who collect reptiles, but all the reptiles come and join. <laughs> and, um, and this one has just been shortlisted for a prize, which I'm not supposed to mention. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so picture books, um, uh, middle grade, YA. I also do adult, and I've got some cozy mysteries on the go, and I've just sold a fantastic graphic novel, which we're oh, announcing, cool. um, which is um, all about... Um, every aspect of Guantanamo Bay. And uh, Sarah, my, my author, went and interviewed um, a prison inmate, a general, a lawyer, everybody connected. And each story is going to be illustrated by a different um, graphic, novel, graphic wow. artist. Oh, that's amazing. So amazing. amazing. And Abrams are doing that. So this oh, is... Oh, they such beautiful know, books. Oh, it's going to be gorgeous. So, so mostly I do... Um, children's every aspect of children's including non-fiction and YA with pictures oh, <laughs> sort of, but, but, but here's the thing for, for you guys who've sent adult books I am a sucker for um and this is the one I'm reading for fun at the moment complete pink kid Ah, uh, it's, I mean, really, what a, what a tough job it is to sit and read awesome books and work with writers, honestly. <laughs> I think everyone in the comments now wants to work with you. I know. Oh, okay. Well, I am working with some of them. I don't know how to do emoji hearts. I want to send emoji hearts to everybody. Am I doing um, emoji hearts? Yay. Yay. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Um, okay, and also I got to tell everybody: being British, occasionally the odd word slips out, and they've told me to repeat the line without the curse word if that happens. <laughs> so sorry, folks, it may happen. I'll try not to. <laughs> yeah, and that definitely came out that you know I'm leaning. So I just kind of want to show you guys what I'm doing. So like behind the scenes of the podcast, mm -hmm. it's very professional. Ooh. Our snowball. Ooh, what is that? Ooh. And we also have this as some tech. Like hello. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, we are kind of leaning a little bit to the side because this is going to be a podcast as well. So this is our first kind of attempt at that. Um, and I'm usually telling you guys in my closet. I usually podcast in my closet. So this is like I put some makeup on. You know, it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, and I put makeup on. Can I just say, I did my, got my hair all nice, and then I realized I, I had to wear these. Really? Um, <laughs> I look like I'm ready, preparing for takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we're so happy you're here. We're so happy we're doing this. We, oh, Emily says you have pajama pants on. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's our 50th. So we were going to start right before we do our quick interview and then we jump onto the first pages. We we're going to do something we've never done before. Crack. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Can we do it? Yeah. Oh, you did it. You did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm already pouring. Mind it. Mind. <laughs> I can't Yay. get mine open. I can't get mine open. Oh, no. um, I'm going to work on that. I was so afraid that was going to happen. Yeah, but you see, look at this. You've got this delicate little little glass. Mine is in an Oregon size. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I got this in Maine, actually. I was up visiting Julie, and this was in an antique store, and they were a dollar each, which is like, so pretty. Definitely mm. going to break one. Mm. I'm just going to do this. 
You did it. Cheers, ladies. Yay, cheers. Happy 50th. Yay, and many more. Thank you, Jenny. We hope so, too. Yeah, invite me back for the hundreds. (laughs) Absolutely. So... If you're not familiar with what we do, on top of that, we are the Manuscript County Podcast. Um, we're an online conference, and we do everything education around the craft of writing, the business of writing, the marketing side of writing. Um, we're going to be pushing forward in the future to hit kind of every single space you can imagine in the writing world, and we're just going to continue to try to connect you all with interesting people and professionals like Fiona um, who can give you feedback from the agent and editor side of the desk. Well, I love them. I follow your podcasts and I, I, I find them really useful. Thank you. So we're just going to jump in um, and say, welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast. This is our 50th episode and we are so excited to be here with you. Today's guest is Fiona Kenshaw. Fiona is a senior agent and partner at the Transatlantic Literary Agency. She's worked with names such as Michael Bond, Paddington Bear, P.L. Travers, Mary Poppins, and the laureate Michael Morpugo Warhorse. She was the Ooh. British editor for authors including Beverly Cleary, Lois Lowry, Richard Peck, Bruce Colville, Gary Paulson. I'm sweating, Fiona, thinking of all these people. Cynthia Voigt, and was nominated for Editor of the Year at the British Book Awards. She was responsible for turning books to film with Coraline, Box Trolls, and the forthcoming Missing Link at Leica. Since then, she's worked on animation and, of course, aging. She specializes in children's and YA, from picture books to older teenage, split about 70-30 fiction, nonfiction. Welcome, Fiona. Hey, thank you so much. It's really great to be here, especially, on, yeah, oh, someone said, oh, Jessica's telling you, saying I'm so prolific. Yes, I'm pretty exhausted most of the time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy to have you. And so you've had this amazing career. How did you get started in publishing? Oh, well, do you know, I, I, my very first job in, in book, children's books was working um, on Saturdays in the, the local children's bookstore. So I've never really done anything that's not children's book related and my mom used to say you know what if one day you decide you want to do something else and I figure well I've been doing it for 30 years now and I'm still enjoying it but I I I I loved working in the bookstore it was probably one of my favorite jobs actually and the great thing about it was that when I first got my first job in publishing and I was lucky enough to be given a very very open brief I mean they really gave me a I was um, tasked with setting up a fiction ha- fiction list in what had essentially been a non-fiction house. And so all the things that I knew that kids wanted from the bookstore, I just put into practice. Um, and it was, it was, oh, it was lovely. It was so fun. I, I mean, anybody who wants to get into publishing, bookselling is such a great way to connect because you're actually putting hands, books in the hands of readers directly. And my favorite thing ever, I think, was... Um, after my first fiction title was um, published, I once saw a little girl walking down the street reading it. Oh! She bumped, she bumped into a lamppost because she was so immersed in the book. I mean, that that's the best thing you can hope for with a book you publish, I think. That's so cute! Oh! I know. I love readers. Lily readers. So, Fiona, what do you do when you're not, you know, working in the publishing world? What do you do for fun? 
oh god I live in Oregon so it's really weird because when I was in the UK I was quite you know it's not outdoorsy um, um and I still have my little cottage back in the UK which I went to visit my 400 year old house which wow. is still standing um uh but I moved here and I just discovered the outdoors. So yes, Columbia Gorge, there's someone here from Portland. There's someone here from Washington, um, white salmon, um, which I know. Yeah. Yes. Don't all move to Portland. It's getting very crowded. <laughs> but, no, I ski. I have, I live um, a stone walking distance from downtown, but I also live 10 minutes from wilderness. And this afternoon, um, because I work from home, I tend to sit, you know, I, so I don't sit at home all day. I have a pack of neighbors' dogs. Uh, all my neighbors come and, and, and have found me, and I take three of my neighbors' dogs out in the pack hiking uh, every oh, other day up in the wilderness. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. So that's my other name. In the neighborhood, they don't know I do books, they call me Mary Puppins. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. So I, I do dog whispering in my spare time. <laughs> oh, so cute. I think it's very important for people in publishing to have a real world activity too. I mean, it's like it's such a specific part of your brain that you exercise during the day, during your work life. So I love that you get to get out and see nature and see things that are in the physical, the physical world in addition to... Um, things that are in the in the brain world well and it has a weird spin-off i was checking my twitter followers and apparently um 98 of them are dog lovers <laughs> apparently I, I <laughs> oh i love dogs but I, I dated a guy who was not a dog lover he used to talk about dog people in a rather weird way but um but he loved cats so you know <laughs> that was all right also if your cats show up i hope you will hold them up and introduce them to us I, I might walk over and bring the kitten over. She's she's in a pesky mood at the moment, but I'll I'll, I'll bring her over in a minute. Oh, she's very pretty. <laughs> oh, someone has a cat in Jack Sparrow. So, oh, look at this! So many cat names. Great cat names. <laughs> yes, yeah, someone said this is the best podcast ever because it has champagne and kittens. Well, I'm having a blast. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Yay! And I get to do first pages, which is actually my favorite thing oh, that's in the so world. Nice. So speaking of first pages and writing, and yes, the reason we are all here, what are some things that you wish writers knew about life on our side of the desk? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, oh, okay. This is a tr difficult one. Um, so... I know that people get very exercised about speed of response to submissions, and I think that people don't realize that, um, what, that, that essentially, as an agent, you get paid when you sell a book. Um, stop me if I'm telling you what you know already. And so, essentially, when I read submissions, I'm doing it on my savings in my spare time. And while it's crucially important and really, you know, fun and interesting, if... I've got clients that need deals doing or I'm traveling for business. Submissions kind of get pushed to one side and I try and do them all in one fell swoop. But it does mean that um, it's it, it's a challenge if you don't have um, uh, interns and things, which I don't. I read all the submissions myself. Um, some people use readers, but I feel like only I can gauge mm -hmm. my taste. So... Sometimes I'm really slow to respond, and I hate being slow to respond. Um, but, and, but I feel like it's better to be honest that, that you know, um, if you have a really, really great manuscript, I will find it. But sometimes it takes a while to get around to it. Yeah, I think, I think people sometimes assume that we are taking a long time to spite them. 
Um, and <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of stuff, you know, about it. And it is actually a really, really ridiculous business Completely. in some ways, the way yeah, it Yeah, absolutely. Um, but here's the thing, that you probably get a really fast response from the big agents because they use interns and assistants. Um, uh, but honestly, I, I would rather read them myself and have my assistant help with the sort of boring stuff. Is it okay to nudge? Yes, it is. Totally okay. What is considered snow? Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I try. Um, I, yeah, if you get a three-day response, that's fantastic. And I have done that. Sometimes, you know, it just comes at the right time. And particularly August and December, which are really slow times for selling things. Eight, eight weeks is normal. Twelve weeks is normal. But I have to say, um, Claire Vanderpool, who is my um, colleague's um, client, Claire won the Newbury with her first book and was a prince on her, on her with her second book. And, and she's awesome. And um, Andrea, I know, took something like six months to get back to her. And, and But, you know, when she, when she first came in, but it was a tricky, you know, it was a tricky area, and she, she, she really worked hard with that book. Here's the thing: I, do you know, I, I'm tempted to open to queries just tomorrow because you all sound awesome, and I should just do it. Yes, I respond to everything, Laurie. Sometimes it's a year late, but I do respond to everything. Oh God! <laughs> this is the bit where, when I'm in an SCBWI conference, I literally beat my head oh, on the no. desk. But yes, I, I, I do respond to everything. I read everything that comes in, and the other thing I do is I, I always ask for the first three chapters of the novel because so many people start their book in the wrong place um, and you guys are nodding and so um, second query after a major revision sound me out um, if I if if I saw a nugget in of interest in the story I would totally look at a second revision and actually it can it can really work one of my British agent friends um, Claire who works at Claire Wilson who um, works at Rogers, Coleridge and White, which is a very great British agency. Um, she was, she was a very junior agent and she sent some revision notes out just randomly, I think. She didn't request an R&R. &R, um, and then the book came back and it was, uh, what's the book called? Half bad, I think. Anyway, she sold it. She sold it to Penguin for half a million, and then she and it's going to be Yay. a Fox movie. And the first time she turned it down, and it came back as a return. It came back as a um, someone's going. You have time to walk puppies. I have to walk puppies for my. <laughs> that's my thinking time because you know um, when my clients send their manuscripts, I I I always do a first read, and then I do go off into the wilderness and think about it, and then. I do a second read and that's when I do the detailed edit. I'm very hands-on editorial agent um, to, um, so you have to do the thinking time mm -hmm. as well and that's that's the bit people don't know about as well that I don't just sit down jump in and edit. I like to you know think how much the characters are living with me. Um, Jessica who is here somewhere she sent me a, book, a novel recently that um, she, Jessica, help me out here. You sent me a novel that you'd written ages ago, and I, I stayed up all night reading it. I love those characters so much. And then it took me a week of thinking about those characters and living with them to give her a direction so that her edit makes it really perfect. 
No. Am I talking to you? Dark Gentian. That's the book. Oh my God, I love this book so much. I, I, this is so... <laughs> and the great thing is, Jessica had, hadn't gone back to it for ages. And now she's back loving it again as well, aren't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just think, I think you need to hear how valuable you know, your process is to people because I think writers feel like they, like the work they spend, you know, years of their life on these books. Sometimes they shoot out and then they don't hear anything and just hearing there's someone there that is reading and thinking and and going. This is why it's so hard because, you know, I would love to have dialogues. That's why I love people like you guys where Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, get to talk through the manuscripts with them and talk through the foot pages Um, because, um, you know, there's, there's always something to say and otherwise I'm just sitting here, but, but, that direct contact is is, is mm. magical. Um, you know, it's it's it, it's all part of the and process. I love the idea yeah. of you in the woods yeah. with like a book. Like, yeah. you know, so you oh, yeah. Is, oh yeah, you're in the woods with it, and it's magical there, and your books are magical, and it's just. <laughs> so, yeah, I am actually yeah. thorough. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing it as a graphic novel. Like you're walking in the woods. There are a ton of puppies. There's a big thought bubble above your head. <laughs> but, so, yeah, when, when you're looking at first pages. What are what are some things mm. you look for in that first page? Do you have a criteria that you kind of look for? No, not a criteria. No rules. You guys said no rules. I don't, the, when I start off doing first pages, when I'm talking to the author, um, or when I'm editing their book, the first thing I talk about, I ask them is, why did you write this book? What's the light bulb moment that you had where you just thought, this is so good, I have to share it with the world? because that's the beating heart of the book. That's the bit that, that's your unique fingerprint on, on, um, on the book. And my job is to, that's, if you like, the center of the garden. And my job is to help you landscape the garden so that rose bush in the middle shows through. That's a terrible analogy. <laughs> but I, I, I do think of myself as a gardener quite often when I'm working with writers, helping them um, get their their central idea through. I did a first um, pages today, and the story was kind of meandering, but the the big heart at the middle of it was so beautiful that that it, you know it's teasing that out and making it come through, so that I as an informed first reader can can put into words what what I feel about your story. Um, we have some questions in the comments, actually. So in terms of sending a revision to an agent, I think the general consensus is that they will ask if they want to see a revision, but sometimes you get this absolutely lovely email about with feedback in it. How do you know when it's okay to ask if they want to see a revision or when you should just let it go? Oh, that's such a good question. And it is a little hard. I don't think it ever hurts to ask. Um, I, th- I think um, um, I've certainly had quest- had people come back. Um, oh, someone looks mm-hmm. at Query Tracker. Oh God, I'd never look at Query Tracker. Yeah. I would just, I just, I'd- Query Tracker is quantitative, not qualitative. That's the thing about Query Tracker. It'll tell you how long it takes an agent to reply, but it doesn't tell you whether that agent's randomly signing up lots of people who they then let go in a year's time. Um, you know, that happens with some agents. If I take someone on, I take them on for their career. I take them on um, to develop them and grow them and help them um, move, help them move to the next level. So if I take some, and that requires quite a bit of thought. So sometimes I'm not going to 
respond right away. Oh, I, I, this sounds excusey. It's really not. It's it's just trying to articulate the the process of the marriage between the, the new client and the agent. Um, uh, you you can love a book and like that book, but maybe not like the direction that the author wants to write in. So while they revise it and you still love that book, if if you're the kind of agent who doesn't want to just sign up one book, which I'm not, um, you might let that go. Is that answering? I, I, it looks like the comments have stopped. <laughs> so, it's listening. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have had people come back to me and say, do you want to see a revise? And I'd said yes. And I've also had people come back and say, do you want to have a re see a revise? And because it's the third time they've sent me a revise and it's quite clear we're not connecting, I've sent a fairly clear no thanks. Um, so what you're looking for in an agent, the, okay, what this speaks to is what you're looking for in an agent. And just getting an agent is not actually the answer. Can I tell you, I would say pretty much all my most successful clients, I take on very few debuts. But most of my clients, I, I, I specialize in taking people who've published on the midlist, somehow got lost in the weeds, um, their sales figures are not doing too well, and they're, they're slightly drowning. And a lot of agents don't take those people on because it's hard to restart a career with. And I take them on and I help them refine their direction and take it to the next level. Um, so, um, so I guess that's a long way of saying your first agent may not actually be the right agent for you because all of these people had agents. And for whatever reason, they left that agent and came to me. Um, so look for an agent... Look for an agent, first of all, who you can speak to and who will communicate with you, um, who will tell you where they're sending your book, who will tell you where the response, what the responses are, who will be honest with you about what you think their work, what your work should do next. And also trust your gut. You know, it, it, it's a bit like, mm -hmm. it's like dating, isn't it, really? Matching <laughs> with an agent. So you don't have to just sign up with the first agent that comes along. What you were saying before, I think it's a compatibility issue. I mean, I'm sure everyone here has a friend who's beautiful and smart and lovely, and that doesn't mean she's a match for 100% of people out there. Just because you're great doesn't mean you're a fit for everybody. And just like, just because you're a great author doesn't mean every agent will say yes. So someone said, is Publishers Marketplace a good source for finding an agent? I don't know. What do you think, guys? I don't post much yeah. on Publishers Marketplace, to be honest. Um, when I first started out, I posted all my deals because you have to have posted 15 deals to join the Association mm -hmm. of Agents in, in America, um, in, in New York. So um, I did that. And then after that, I sort of got a bit lazy and I haven't posted a ton of deals. So I guess my ranking is somewhere around 900. <laughs> Um, that doesn't mean I'm not selling the books. So, um, Mimi, that's not super helpful to you. I think it's a good place to get a picture of, of agents, but you can't assume that all agents are true. I mean, so this has been so valuable. I know I'm just going to speak for the writers out there that, you know, hearing this, knowing its process, knowing the thought that goes behind it and knowing that you really want, I mean, like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to use a little metaphor here with, um, nature but I, I feel like we're all like those little prickers that want to get stuck in your hair at this point and just go home with you <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a really interesting there's a really good one Rella's got most writers have written oh where's that comment it's gone help how do I go up to the comments scroll. again Emily not lice do I scroll <laughs> 
Here we are. Most writers have written several manuscripts before actually landing an agent. Do you consider all these projects when you sign someone to decide which is the best project to move forward with? Kind of, but it's sort of more fluid than that. Um, what I do, and I'm going. To, this is going to sound a little bit corny. I do actually sit down with them and go, "What is the book of your heart?" Because um, some of my best writers, actually, their first book that they sent, um, let me find Amber. I'm going to just get another book. Here's Amber. Amber, oh my gosh. Amber brought me this really weird, incredibly overwritten giant fantasy book. Um, to, to, um, and I read it. And... I, and I and and it was it was painful for me because I could tell she was a great writer and I called her and I said Amber, um, I love your writing but I can't sell this book I don't see a market for it I don't know how to sell it you are a brilliant writer but um, why did you write this book what what was the rationale behind it and this was a few years ago and she was like because I thought everybody wanted oh. fantasy. So I said, well, what's the book you really, really want to write? What's the book of your heart? And she started telling me this story. And it was it's kind of a wilderness story, but at the heart of it is a boy who lost his sister. Um, and that's kind of the punchline you discover at the end of the story, the way back from Broken. And it's the story was informed by Amber, who, I, who mm. lost her baby. And this was the book that she needed to write. And she came back with this. So I took her on as a client. She wrote that book and I sold it. And, and, and she's now onto her third book. And I just have moved her from Carol Roder with Learner Books, which is a really good publisher, um, to Random House. Where she's going to be um, one of the well, uh, one of Beverly Horowitz, who's a really great editor's small coterie of titles, and we did it for us, you know, a really really nice sum. So, um, so Amber, the first book she sent me was one that I, I said I can't. This is not one I can sell. You need to write the book. You need to write. And the same thing with Kiersey, you know, because because this business, it's a hard business. So you might as well write the book that you love. And, and 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 put it everything into it. Um, the same thing actually with um, thirty six questions. Actually, that was um, uh, the first book that Vicky brought me. I was like, no, I don't think this is the right book for you. Bring me. Let's talk about what you do want to write. And she came back with this, and it, it you know just went viral. Yeah, so that that's the perfect place to end. And I think I'm going to read you this, Fiona. I'm not just so you can hear it. Um, Sarah says, I hope to find an agent someday who is so intuitive and nurturing of writers. And I feel like, you know, the fact we're Aww. all getting that from you, we're really seeing the essence of who you are as an agent, which is really cool. And the perfect actual vibe for the 50th. <laughs> Yay! 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 So we're going to move on to the pages. So, Fiona, thank you so much for joining us. This, this was amazing. And we appreciate you being willing to be part of this grand experiment. Oh, thank you. Oh, can I just say thank you to everyone for coming? And and I have been watching... Oh, God, <laughs> the cat's going crazy now. I have been reading all the comments down the side. It's really nice to, to, it, to feel interactive. Yay. Thank you. So, as you can tell, we had a really wonderful time with Fiona. After the recording ended, we did a first pages panel. 
So attendees sent us their pages, and we chose about 18 of them at random. Um, There were probably about 100 that came through to read on the panel, and we ended up getting through, I believe, six or seven. But there was such thoughtful feedback from Fiona. As you can tell, she's a really thoughtful, kind person. Um, She came up with all kinds of amazing things to say, and we heard great feedback from the writers after they had their pages critiqued. Um, They left feeling really hopeful, which is always something that we want to inspire. We have this really nice testimonial we wanted to share with you. Last night's first live panel with Fiona Kenschel was magical. Not only was Fiona simpatico, she was thorough, insightful, and just plain fun. I agree. She was totally fun. Okay, back to the testimonial. To see her live with her kitten and have her answer my questions and critique first pages was nothing short of a gift. Thank you all. And that is from Rilla. We very much appreciate that. Thank you. So if you want to watch this amazing replay, it is at manuscriptacademy.com slash live. That's L-I-V-E. Tickets to the replay are $9.99, which are more than a coffee and less than an adult beverage. We hope to see you there. And again, if you'd like to hear about more events like this and attend them live, join our mailing list at manuscriptacademy.com slash subscribe. I promise we are too busy to spam you. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.